have no idea what loss is. You have no idea what loss is. I reckon it's got something to do with that girl. He's got everything to do with that little girl. I can take care of myself! How many close calls have we had? Can't be any worse out there. Can it? Every guy in this room is staring at you right now. Maybe they're staring at you. Maybe they're jealous of you. I'm... just a girl. Not a threat. Welcome to the world of The Last of Us, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Naughty Dog video game series and the HBO and Sky Atlantic television series. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today my co-host is David, how's it going? I'm doing well, thanks. Excellent, this is for season one episode seven, Left Behind. Um, Before I ask you if you enjoyed the episode or not, um, I can't remember if you said you did or didn't play the DLC for the game. No, I didn't. You didn't? So, yeah. Cool. Um, So from that standpoint, uh, what did you think of the episode? Well, um, yes, I I understand it's based on on the DLC. Was this DLC for the first game, was it? Yeah, yeah, for the first game, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I understood it's it's based on the DLC. Um, I mean, from a TV point of view, it basically acts as another bottle episode. Um, Mm. I like the way they do the bottle episodes in this, in that they're, they're not just... I like the Walking Dead ones, which is sort of just drops you completely into something unrelated at random points. You know, um, I like the way that when they drop them into this, it, it is actually to serve a purpose. So with this, you know, Bell's been shot. She's definitely trying to save him and the sort of purpose of the bot episode in this point is to show the fact that she's gone through this loss before and she doesn't want to go through it again. Um, So it's bookended with the Joel and Ellie stuff uh, and we get to see sort of, well, how she got infected and also what her relationship was and how she lost that other person. So um, I like the way that they're actually kind of contextualizing that with the bot episodes in this. And I mm-hmm. mean, it's uh, in terms of bottle episodes, it's not up there with the previous one. Cause I mean, that was uh, it's still a stunning piece of work. It doesn't quite have the, the emotional resonance. I don't think of, of that one. Uh, it's still a brilliant bit of TV, but uh, yeah, I, I think that, that, that third episode is going to take a lot to beat in terms of like, you know, if, if that doesn't win a whole bunch of awards, something is very, very wrong. Um, but yeah, I still enjoyed this episode very, very much. Um, it was, I mean, just this adorable relationship between those two. Uh, Riley is the, the friend, isn't it? And yeah. Uh, yeah. Just the, the, Little bits of sort of discovery and, um, you know, you forget that these are kids that grew up without any of this stuff. You know, they, they've they only really known the infection 
and being stuck in QZs in, in most cases. And they were either very, very young or weren't even born when all this happened. So it's it's the little bits of discoveries I rather like, like messing around with the escalator and, and you know, the carousel and uh, that sort of stuff. I, I just thought it was a really sweet episode throughout and um a wonderful relationship between those two it's beautifully acted by bella again um yeah i i I thought it was a really solid episode yeah i thought this was quite a good episode um from an adaption standpoint i found it a little strange at points um right and by by the time i finished it because i started thinking about like okay um my expectations for the episode versus what the what you can see the intent being for the episode. Um, and I don't think those things quite particularly ma- matched up. Because um, basically this is, for those of you who don't know uh, what this kind of is, obviously it's a DLC, so downloadable content um, that you get for the first game. Um, there's three, you know, two different versions of this that you can get, which is on the PS4. And uh, you can get the... Um, part of this included with with part one which is the ps5 version i didn't actually play this until a few months ago when part one so in september when that came out and i've only right. been and i've only been through it once even though it is very short i've only been through it uh once um i suppose because i i thought potentially this would be the episode where uh <clears throat> ashley johnson pops up but it yes was, but it wasn't um and i'm curious to see when she does because it would would have sort of made a bit of sense and there could be a scene later on where Ashley does appear and it makes potentially more sense or something. But from I suppose just from my expectations of what exactly I thought this episode was going to be, I mean, it does still tell the story of Riley and Ellie, these two young um, teenagers. They're not really kids. They're, they're still they're young teenagers who are um, trying to find their way in life. They're sort of disagreeing about, you know, the different the functions of the different groups do they fully understand everything they're coming from different standpoints ellie's trying to sort of like she's getting herself in trouble she's got to follow the rules um but riley actually ends up wanting to leave but they like each other and they're trying to like riley's trying to get this one night of sort of happiness between the two of them and it ends up in, you know, in, in ultimate tragedy. So they still told the story of this episode very, very well. Um, and I thought, I think her name's Storm Reed, I think. Yes. Uh, the actress of Riley. Uh, her and Bella did really incredible in this episode. Um, there was a couple of things from the game that I was surprised that they left out. Um, there is... Uh, uh, when you get to the um, uh, Halloween masks at the end, there's a gunwater fight between the two of them <laughs> and uh earlier in the episode before that like near near the start of it um they do a brick throwing contest um they're up on this sort of like um not ledge up on this like upper level of the mall and there's these abandoned cars with the windows still in them and they do this sort of like hey let's see how many we can hit in this particular amount of time i'm curious to see once the obviously the public sees this episode um like what's the response of like oh you missed these two sort of set pieces now they still got in all the dialogue that needed needed to in all the main beats of the story and stuff they just left a couple of bits out but as i mentioned before um what these episodes are trying to do is cut away like unnecessary gameplay sections to save time so that you can attach 
extended pieces of this so like the start of this episode is a, a piece that you're attaching to it um because it is it, this this the the structure of how this story is told is very much is just hey let's do carousel let's then do photo booth let's then do masks yeah. and or, whatever particular order um because it's just kids in a mall running around trying to trying to have fun in the, in this particular type of world um so I, I thought they did a good job with the episode. Um, I was just surprised by like, I don't know, just just certain parts sort of like threw me off. And I, I expected maybe at some point, like, okay, th this is your opportunity to explore a bit more of Ellie's backstory, uh, going all the way back to this like military group. Um, are you going to show Ashley like, you know, um, whoever her character is supposed to be like giving birth to Ellie or something? Because that's what it looks like from the trailer. So I was curious about that point, but um, it's a relatively, it's a simple episode, but it's one where you're really supposed to look at kind of the the situation between these two characters, and um, I don't know, it, it is very, very tragic by the end, you know, they're both just yeah. trying to live their lives and have fun, I thought that was that was great, but um, I don't know, I, I still thought it was a good episode, it just didn't, it didn't hit me in exactly the way I was quite expecting, but I did still enjoy, you know, the portrayals of the character, um and uh the 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 same kind of because it still follows those same beats of like you know the little set pieces within within the dlc and that they did those bits right i just thought there was going to be other a few other bits in the episode but i think so. the interesting thing with that is it's less a criticism of the episode and more it's different to what your expe expectations yeah, of the episode that, is going yeah. to be so yeah it's i mean because for me who hasn't played the dlc uh, I thought it was really well structured, you know, and um, I, and it's yes, you, you're sort of more like, oh, I'm surprised they didn't put this particular bit in. And uh, but as a as a script point of view, from you know, as somebody that doesn't know the DLC, it seemed to flow really, really well for me. So mm. yeah, it <clears throat> it almost felt at one point because I I was like um sort of casually looking at the time as we we're going through not not in terms of when's the episode going to be done but how much time do you have left and as i realized okay they haven't got to like certain certain bits and certain points the episode started running out of time so i was like okay they're possibly going to leave a couple of things out but they, they still included the, the the important parts i'm not saying that they cut out like anything particularly important and for me it is still kind of that case of okay the bits i know from the game what are they going to look like in a real-looking mm -hmm. scenario? You know, as, as I've mentioned before, you know, you have these actors, the, these real people actors, um, which I know the game uses those, but you know what I mean, in, in real people in front of a camera, in real-looking locations, adapting this story. Um, so it was a bit different on that front, which, which, which is fine, but I still thought the episode was great. I still thought it was well-written. Um, so, yeah, it, it, was, it was still a good episode, I thought, so... Um, Alright, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, do some housekeeping, got some new stuff to talk about. And also some big stuff on the United Cast side as well, so we'll talk about all that in a minute. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy 
chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, there should be some other podcasts released between when we're recording now and when this episode comes out, so look out for those. But in the meantime, we've of course covered the previous episode, which was Season 1, Episode 6, called Kin. Uh, Over on the football side of things, um, The American Coach, I did a new podcast for that. That's the Ted Lasso podcast that we've got. It's been a while since that's been on the air. I believe 15th of March is the date for the final season. Um, I posted, the podcast itself was called The American Coach, uh, Ted Lasso Final Season Preview. Posted it in a few groups. A few people don't seem to know that this is the final season. But that is not new information. Um, That was post, that was arranged a long, long time ago that it was going to be three seasons. So there seems to be some confusion about whether it actually is the final season. But it's been repeatedly said a number of times that it is. And... The way the season two finale sets things up, it feels like this should be the final season. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, that should be the final season of Ted Lasso. That's at least the information that I've got. Um, over on the United cast, uh, May Night beat Leicester City by three goals to nil. Really, really good game. Um, actual, like, beautiful football to watch in that game. Really gained control of it. And uh, Rashford just can't stop scoring. He just cannot stop scoring right now. Uh, it's now officially his highest career scoring season. He's got 25 goals in all competitions, and he's only 25 as well. So uh, he just keeps on getting better and better. Uh, in terms of other things, um, some other big events coming up. Uh, it's an important time to talk about this as well. Um, so today, which is Thursday, uh, we have Barcelona in the second leg of the Europa League. The game is effectively nil-nil because it was 2-2 and away goal rules don't count anymore, which is a shame, but that's the way it is. Um, we should be winning. We should hopefully win that game later. That will put us through to the next round in the Europa League. On Sunday, it's a big, big, big game on Sunday. It's May United's uh, Cup Final against Newcastle United in the Carabao Cup. So, a um, bit of a timey-wimey thing. When you hear this, this podcast, uh, the game would have already finished. So either Newcastle would have won the Cup, or we would have. Um, but as we're recording this now, the game has not happened because it's in a few days' time. So uh, very, very excited for that. It's going to be a very, very big deal. Hopefully, um, I mean, I don't expect the team to let us down. They've been very, very good this year, or this season so far. Um, 
so yeah, big events over over on that stuff. So on Sunday, half past four, uh, we kick off against Newcastle in the Carabao Cup final, and hopefully, hopefully it all goes well. I I trust this team, so hopefully it all goes well. Um, but there's that. But you, you can in in your time in terms of right now when you're listening to this, you can go and look it up and see if we've won. But uh, the game's not happened as of yet. Uh, over on Analyzing Television episode twenty, um, I did something called a streaming service overview. Wrote down all the streaming services that I specifically use in the UK, so the ones I'm familiar with, and the ones that I use the most. Because there's other ones like BritBox and stuff which I don't really using that and just going through uh and looking at three different functions between three different things with each of them so like netflix now disney apple uh, which is price content and functionality because not all of them function as well as they should and not all of them have the greatest of layout so that was quite a fun one to do to dig into and to kind of i did like a mini sort of rankings of each of the ones that i use so that was a uh, great to do as well over on Gaming Talk this week, uh, we talked about some updates to Call of Duty. There's a lot of things going on over there right now in terms of what's going on with the current game, the future games, and what the hell they're doing this year with, with Call of Duty. Uh, there's also some stuff about, um, what is it, because Microsoft's trying to buy Activision Blizzard and they're going through all these, like, not court proceedings, but sort of higher up government things i don't know exactly what the what the meetings are but it's all a big competitive laws basically yeah yeah to try and not monopolize things but there we go uh we also talked about a brand new uh studio being formed called wildlight entertainment which has got uh, some ex-veterans from infinity ward who's the current developers of the current call duty game and from naughty dog as well and some other studios so uh you know eventually now and again people do leave these studios and sometimes they form their own ones which is quite exciting so we talked about that um, we also drew 2-2 against Barcelona in the Europa League last week. So again, tonight's game is effectively a one-off game because the, the other goals don't really... Well, they count, but it's equal anyway. So uh, we'll see how that goes later. Um, over on the Toy Story side of things, Disney and Pixar casually announced Toy Story 5's Utopia 2 and Frozen 3. Uh, so I focused on Toy Story 5 and talked about that announcement. Um, over on the TV reviews side of things, I recently saw a, a series called Extraordinary, Season 1, and I gave that a strong must-see rating. My, you and me both enjoyed that. I yes. don't know about the other Geek Town co-hosts and stuff, but uh, really, really great show. That's on Disney Plus, uh, or Starvia Disney Plus in the UK, and on Hulu in the US, and it's already been renewed for a second season. In fact, I think they're working on it right now, so mm-hmm. uh, good stuff. Strong must-see, really, really great show over there. Um and that's what we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Uh, we open in the present with an injured Joel being treated by Ellie. Uh, it's a bad situation. She goes off to find supplies, leaving Joel relatively safe and in a blanket. As uh, a quick little sort of scene. Rewinding time, um, Ellie is doing some running at a military group. Um, initially it looked like kind of a school, but I think we find out this is a military sort of group. Because I kind of wondered, like, hey, how far back are we actually going but uh mm-hmm. yeah it's a military group a kid teases her about her friend being gone um ellie has had enough and p- punches her apparently this girl needing 15 stitches afterwards ellie is brought into the head guy's office and is given a final warning of sorts um yeah again this is where they're doing not the joel stuff the, the joel part here is in the game it's very very brief you just get a bit of a cutscene kind of thing where um uh, what's it called? That she's just taking care of him in that particular uh, garage place. Uh, you also see um, the horse as well, briefly called Sh- uh, is it Shimmer? Shimmer? I think it's Shimmer. Um, who's also in the uh, second game 
as well. So that's that's very very cool. Oh. Uh, so that's quite nice. I think we did see her briefly um, in the barn at Tommy's, but it was it's such a brief scene. I sort of like didn't notice it in terms of everything else. But a bit of a focus on Shimmer here, which is nice. Um, I assume probably that because uh, this girl says to her like, "Oh, your friend has gone," and all this kind of stuff. Probably talking about Riley. I'm gonna yes, I'm gonna guess because Riley's had to sort of run off, and that gets explained in the next part. Um, but yeah, brief little kind of um, Ellie is not not specifically the troublemaker, but what she's getting involved in is is getting her into trouble essentially. Um, and she's basically told like, hey, you can do all these like shit jobs or whatever, or you can just you know knuckle down and 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 kind of behave. And she's not happy about the situation. Um, so uh, in case some of you couldn't tell, the it's, it's the military part here. Uh, that is not in the game at all. But again, it's a cool little bit of uh, backstory, which does quite nicely tie into the DLC here. I mean, it is to do with um, Riley and everything that's going on, which leads nicely into the next sort of scene. I don't have really anything to say about the opening bit with Joel. It's good that he's not dead, but then I knew he wasn't going to be. It also no. wouldn't make any sense for the story because you couldn't do half the rest of it. So uh, yeah, new new Joel was going to be going to be fine. Just by the way, as well, you know, in last week's podcast, where I was like, oh, I wonder if any of the public will think that Joel's dead. I didn't see any comments from like anybody anywhere saying, oh no, Joel's dead in the show, and you know, because I thought I thought there may be like a few people that um, don't know much about the story that might think that he's dead, but nobody seemed to think that, which is which is cool. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think of this uh, this opening? Yeah, I mean, like I say, I like the fact that they are bookending these sort of bottle episodes with tying them into the main story. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's, there's not really much to say about Joe Joel lying there. I mean, that's sort of pretty much where we left them at the end of the, the last episode. Um, yeah, the military group is basically the government run, uh, the people that are running the QC, isn't it? DEFRA. Mm. I mean, it's it's a DEFRA kind of military training group because he's when when she gets pulled into the office, she's you know he he's basically saying you know you can either get a rubbish assignment and end up you know uh, stuck in the middle of nowhere doing nothing, or you could become an officer you know because she's like oh just throw me in the hole already. But clearly she's been in trouble before, and he's like no because we've tried that and it doesn't do anything. So you know. He's trying to appeal to her. So I thought that was quite a nice little scene. Um, and clearly she's just trying to keep her head down and and then she gets provoked by this other girl and, and you know, goes off on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's interesting sort of little setup to where Ellie is and some of her backstory. Um I mean, you know, we've not got further back. We don't know how she ended up there in the first place at the moment. But yeah, I, I thought this was this was a nice little sort of introduction to sort of flesh out a bit more about like where Ellie came from. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, later that night, as Ellie tries to sleep, someone climbs into her unlocked window and jumps her. As a joke, she's revealed to be Riley, possibly the same girl her friend was teasing her about earlier. She explains that she's joined the Fireflies and wants Ellie to come out that night with her. After some disagreement, and obviously Ellie's not very happy about what she's just done, um, the first of many um, groups, uh, Ellie leaves with her. So... 
yeah, it uh, there's a couple of like like with with Riley. Um like she she makes Ellie jump at different occasions and she doesn't quite like I I mean obviously the, this one she does here is much more dangerous like Ellie could have could have attacked her as, as opposed to later with the with the Halloween decorations, right? But it's kind of just the way Riley is. She likes doing that as a sort of a joke. She does kind of the same stuff in the uh, in the game. Like th- this particular scene, um, climbing through the window, which is is right out of the game, which is uh, kind of cool. And again, seeing it sort of brought to life, if you will, was uh, was very very interesting. Um, yeah, I found it interesting as well throughout this episode because I, n- I noted it down a few times. They do disagree a bunch of times about sort of the groups, the functionality of them, and they both sort of say between each other like. Okay, do you actually understand the group that you're a part of? And maybe they don't. Maybe maybe they don't quite understand like everything. Um, but they've kind of gone with 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 what they've gone with. Um, but yeah, it's a, kind of an interesting introduction to to Riley. Um, so yeah, what do you think of uh, Riley's first uh, appearance here? Yeah, I mean, um, solid introduction. I, I, probably not the most sensible thing to sneak up on somebody. To, mm like who's sleeping in this sort of environment but you know they're friends so um but yes might not be the uh, the most sensible way to do it but yeah the the uh the the, the sort of interesting conversation you, you now got sort of you know she's gone off and joined the fireflies you know she thought she was dead and and because she just disappeared and obviously you know without saying goodbye or anything like that uh, and then now suddenly she's back and he's trying to get her to go with her and yeah so it was nicely played between the pair of them and you can tell that there is a sort of love there and you know they do they were friends and and i think that relationship comes across in that in those scenes um and they obviously know each other very well as you know riley's sort of saying i'm going to ask you something and you're going to say no but you need to say yes and uh, it's it's just a really nice the way that that, that's written and they talk to each other i i I really like this sort of relationship and this bond that these two have Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good start to that uh, the two of them then do a bunch of walking and talking, uh, firstly coming across a dead guy and some booze, who of which falls through the floor. Uh, they make their way to a rooftop and have some booze. It is serviceable. <laughs> uh, although, you know, you get what you get in, in those types of uh, scenarios, I suppose. They continue chatting about uh, the different groups again, disagreeing on what's right, wrong and grey area, which uh, makes sense for, for this world. Yeah, it's kind of one of the central, like, there's many different themes within obviously this story not just this episode but the the whole last of us um but one of the things is like you know what's right in this world what's wrong and what sort of gray area which we continue to kind of get into um yeah i i think one of the i can't remember this dead coming across this dead guy specifically i i remember them walking i remember you go through a bit of a building in the game and then you do, you do end up on the roof so that was the same but i don't remember like something collapsing through which was uh kind of fun so that was good, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you look at the scenario that they're in, um, as I mentioned in the uh, pre-talk sort of section, these are just two kids that ended up in this bad situation that wasn't their fault, um, by bad situation, I obviously mean, you know, the apocalypse and all these the different political groups and stuff, and how much choice have they got, and that sort of thing, um, and they just want to hang out with each other, they find some booze, they're young, it's just what... Uh, what they would do if they were kind of in this situation. So I thought it was a 
nicely told part of the episode. What, what did you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I thought that was uh, told kind of really well. The interesting bit of them jumping across the roofs. Mm. Um, I mean, I've not played the game, but it feels very gamey, that section to me. I don't remember specifically doing that on, on the roof. There might have been like a wooden board you walk across or something but um the, i don't remember any sort of like jumping section yeah like i mean the I, it I, I don't know like i said i don't know whether it was actually in there but it looked very gamey to me but right. um yeah yeah so um, uh but yeah i mean that that's uh, kind of what you'd expect kids to do in that situation you know um You'd expect them to be, you know, they find some booze. Of course, they're going to take the booze and drink it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they eventually get into an abandoned mall and Riley turns the lights on. Clearly, she's been here before and knows the area. They continue, They both come across an escalator and Ellie is fascinated. Again, Riley's seen this before. Uh, we get um, to have a good look at the mall with views of abandoned shops and posters. Uh, Riley talks about a conversation with her mum. I think it was with her mum about people rushing out to get stuff quickly. Um, a little bit COVID-relatable, kind of. It, in t- not in terms yeah. of like an abandoned mall, but in terms of like, hey, you cu- you're not supposed to go outside because of lockdown, and like everybody rushed out, and oddly it was toilet roll that everybody went for. But uh, And c- certain shops started like wildly overcharging for it, but it kind of a, it, it's that human panic thing isn't it of like oh my god i have to get everything before somebody gets it um yes. otherwise I'll, I'll never get it again even though the difference obviously here is there's not going to be anybody to restock these shops whereas okay there was limited supply of stuff during covid and whatnot but there was at least still a economy where things would get reshelved but people were still panicking because of the scenario so that was kind of interesting but that's that's just what we do sometimes as humans we we panic and try to just uh, rushed to to get everything, which again, oddly, toilet roll was the was the choice <laughs> yes. during COVID. Uh, not not food, not water, but, but, but toilet roll. So um, that was that was kind of interesting. Um, I loved the um, kind of camera work and view of like that they're both walking through that once they get down the escalator, um, and they're both walking through, and kind of um, you, you get these different shots of like abandoned. Uh, get these different shots of abandoned shops and as they're walking through and stuff and it's all like lit up and everything i, I thought it looked uh looked pretty good um yeah i love ellie sort of like childlike wonder coming through here um what's funny about this as well is obviously bella herself who's doing the acting here would be more than familiar with with, with escalators and she has to do this piece of acting uh where she acts like you know a, a childlike wonder sort of scenario uh, Riley's see it was interesting with the with the two of them in this as well because Riley's clearly been here so many times and like she knows where all the bits are and she's she set up this night with Ellie because well she, she's planning on leaving um and like she's seen this escalator a bunch like she's not she, she thinks it's cool or whatever but she's not impressed as, as what Ellie is but her delight is watching Ellie be um impressed by this and like oh these, these are stairs that move and oh my god I can go up and down all this, all this kind of stuff it was uh yeah, there's, there's rare... Ultimately, this episode does end in tragedy, but there's some really nice sort of just... Those moments of humanity, those moments of the of hope, and we get mm-hmm. a few of them. We only get, like, what, three or four of them in this episode, which is more than what we have been getting because a lot of characters have been dying. 
but it was just it was just a nice moment so i thought that was great uh what do you think of this uh scene here i really love this little scene mm. um I, I think it's so cute the 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 way bella plays the sort of wonderment at things like you know even going back to previous episodes where they're talking about aeroplanes uh, and say forget that these are are kids that have only really known this world they've not known anything but um you know the virus and being locked in qz's and all that sort of stuff so um you get the impression actually from conversations they had a bit later that Riley's possibly a little bit older and had a more normal family um, from some of the things she said yeah. later. So you get the impression that maybe she, she, you know, remembers having a family and stuff, whereas Ellie doesn't. Mm. And, um, so maybe she did have some sense of normality. I don't know. But uh, yeah, like you say, Riley's obviously been through this place a number of times already. And But the escalator scene particularly, I just thought the sort of wonderment of her like moving staircases and, and just her messing around and <laughs> going up, going, look, look, I'm not even moving. Look, I, I thought this was, <laughs> that was just adorable. It's really sweet. And, and, and Bella plays it so well. Um, yeah. Just this childlike wonderment at, at things is so lovely and infectious. And it's, it's really nice the way that you see her play with that mm. so uh yeah and, and just experiencing a mole for the first time which is something which is really fairly standard for teenage kids you know used to go to the shops with your friends and she's never had any of that and she's going to experience it with her best friend and it's you know, there, there's some really sweet little moments in that definitely yeah I suppose the interesting part with the game here is like, because obviously in in the show, like the filmed episode here, she's like, there's a script and she's kind of you know uh, messing about on the elevator on the escalators, and in in the game, I think you can just like run straight past it. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I I think I think how some of this works in the game, you can kind of because there's certain stops where like Riley will stop and point at things or talk about things and and that sort of stuff. But you can kind of just, because you can continue just like sprinting straight through this this mall. But I think like Riley either like tries to catch up with you or something. Obviously, she's an AI controlled uh, um, character. Like she's a, a, an NPC, and you're playing as Ellie here. Um, it's also interesting as well. Um, I think, and I, I wasn't really like following PlayStation as closely back in 2013, and I, I wasn't like following this game back then. I think there was an interview. There's a known a known interview that Neil Druckmann did, um, when because after the game had been shown off a couple of times, and it was clear that you'd play as Joel and Ellie would be the NPC and you'd do this escort mission. And I think somebody said to him, "Hey, do you play as Ellie at any point in this game?" And even though this DLC isn't specifically part of the game, it does tie into a later part of the game where you do play as Ellie, which is going to be probably the next little piece. Um, get, well, get, I don't think that's really a spoiler either given the fact that Joel's is still injured by the end of this episode so Ellie's going to have to do a couple of other little bits um, 
and he lied in like deliberately lied in the interview and said no you you play as Joel like the whole way through um which actually isn't even true for the start because you play as Sarah at the, in, the, in the very <laughs> first little piece yeah. but that wasn't shown off um so uh yeah I, I thought that was kind of interesting because I think it just got um flung onto onto players that like hey Joel's injured what are you going what are you going to do now oh you're going to play as Ellie and then you have this whole different sort of section so which we'll probably see in the next episode which is very cool um but yeah, just just the structure of like how you can run through this in the game and how this episode plays out is uh, kind of interesting. Um, they come across a Victoria's Secret type of shop and are fascinated by the clothing. Riley jokingly ponders what Ellie would look like wearing it before moving on. Before Riley, uh, sorry, I meant to say before Ellie um, joins her. However, uh, she takes a moment of reflection and fixes her hair in the in the reflection. Um, I, th- I feel like there's kind of two things going, like with the reflection thing, is her taking like a characteristic look at herself, and also I do. It was a bit clearer, like d- during certain parts of this episode, like okay, Riley. It it feels like Ellie likes Riley during different points, and there's different sort of like just looks between the two of them and that kind of stuff. I I think Riley does some of those looks, but. I think Ellie does it a little bit more. Um, I think there's even a point before they kiss later in the episode where she goes to kiss her and then she, I think Riley moves out the way or or, or something mm-hmm. like that. So you started to build a bit of that, like, um, I don't know, that that between the, between the two of them. Um, so I think it was kind of, because she kind of gets caught in the moment looking at the, at the reflection and sort of is looking at herself and I think she's, that's an actual character moment of reflection then when riley says to her hey are you coming or whatever she says she then kind of snaps herself out of it a little bit and because she's got like i think like a bruise on her eye or something um and then she goes to sort of like push her hair behind behind her ears it almost felt like that was sort of i don't know like she she had knocked at herself for a bit and like she 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 realized she liked riley or something and she was just kind of you've seen it in in shows and films before how a character will go to walk to meet up with somebody that they like or something and they'll do a quick little they'll do a quick little something in like a reflection or in a mirror so that that's what i got from from that little sort of piece uh what did you think of uh this little piece here yeah i i mean it's a cute little little piece and there is a little bit of flirting from riley i mean you know just of it's but it's it's really interestingly sort of subtle in the way it's done, you know, because Riley made a joke about, I wonder, you know, I was thinking about what you look like in it um, when they're talking about like the sexy underwear. And, and that could just be a joke of friends sort of, you know, making mm. fun of another friend's fashion. That's a bit what she's or, like as well. Or it could be, or it could be flirting. I, and it's, it's, it's difficult to hundred uh, percent kind of guess at, at that point, but Ellie obviously is interested. And then you see her stop and sort of, you know, fix her hair a little bit. And, and, and yeah. So you can see that there is a, there is certainly something going on between the pair of them and, you know, but neither of them are quite there yet. Yeah. Um, it starts to build up. Yeah, throughout the episode. yeah. It's yeah. But it's, mm-hmm. it's a, uh, it's a really sweet little, moment that yeah definitely uh they then find a carousel same thing again ellie is amazed but riley has been there before during a brief moment of happiness nice music plays as well as some nice lit scenery uh with the two going around on the carousel i think this is the little piece that we saw in the trailer uh in in the first one i think 
Uh, again, sharing the booze, uh, one of The Last of Us's rare moments of happiness. Um, Riley reveals a new joke book. Ellie finds some grenades. The two argue about uh, the use of them. And Riley explains she wants to do this night before... I've cut off my own notes. Before she leaves. Um, I, th I think this is when she explains it to, to her. Because um, I think Ellie says to her, like, hey, what was this all about and everything else? And she says it's because she wants to wants to leave. Um, yeah, I really tried to soak in the moment of, like, there's just the way it's filmed and shown to us in terms of they're on this carousel, they're not talking, they're just going around, there's some great little bit of camera work, there's the music playing, the way that the scene is lit, and, you know, you it, it's one of those moments in Last of Us where nobody's being killed or shot or you know there's nothing you know not, nothing tragic is happening and it's one of those really nice moments of of humanity um I, i've spoken before on the many different last of us podcasts about one of, one of the things that separates <clears throat> the story with this game as opposed to other games is and, and i mean other games try to do this in other ways like red dead redemption 2 specifically 2 i think is quite close in terms of quality brilliant game and all that sort of stuff but um it's not just like emotions between characters and stories but actually sort of more of the human condition um which i think is one of the phrases that neil's used before uh in terms of getting not not just simple sort of oh this character's feeling this emotion but really kind of delving a bit further uh whether it's particular camera work or music or something else um and I mean, with the Last of Us's use use of music, both across the show and uh, and the games, really quite like hits hard in in, in a lot of different scenarios. Uh, not just with the main theme tune, but like when you see when you're hearing um, different songs in the credits or different songs in different scenes. Um, and I think I think this is a moment that sort of, and it's quite brief. It is quite a brief moment, but it's I mean for these characters really. Um, regardless of whatever scene you're talking about, obviously we've got the carousel one here. Um, it's really kind of uh, you know that them them trying to. It's a brief moment of happiness, and sure they could probably stay on this carousel for another ten, twenty minutes or something like that. But um, they they choose to just do it for for that moment. But it was quite nice. It was one, I think it was one of the more standout scenes certainly of happiness in. Uh, in this episode especially because you go from this to oh joke book it's still going really well and then oh found grenades now we've got to have a disagreement about stuff and they, they kind of get pulled a bit back to back to reality so uh what do you think of the carousel scene here yeah it's another sweet scene like you say it is one of those sort of little rare moments of happiness although they do punctuate the end of that we're like you know, they're going around on the carousel they're laughing they're happy and the camera actually pans off to um, I think it is actually the the Halloween store and like follows it through and you get that shot of the um, infected that's sort of attached to the wall and you see it wake up. And so even when you've got these moments of happiness, they are kind of going, yeah, but this isn't going to last long. So, mm. so you are, you are kind of, you do get that. Um, which is a sort of flag for the fact that, you know, so you don't suddenly get an infected pop out of nowhere later on, you know, there, there is some warning for it. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I really like the little scene and then sort of, you know, the, the uh, I, what Riley's tried to do, give her this wonderful night because it's, it is a sort of saying goodbye thing. Um, and, um, 
yeah, you know, doesn't last a huge length of time, and then she finds the grenades, and then that causes an argument, and you know, yeah, it's it's just it's really nicely played between the pair of them again, and the joke book stuff is wonderful. And they're, they're, they're yeah. reading jokes to each other, and and, and there's a joke about uh, like computers and screenshots, uh, and they're like, "What's a screenshot? I don't know." <laughs> yeah, that was uh, great as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of the photo booth, uh, they argue again, but only briefly before going to the photo booth. Ellie is again amazed, and Riley is enjoying the occasion a little more this time. Uh, this time, they also have a few more uh, awkward moments while sitting next to each other. It passes as they post for a few photos, which Ellie gets to keep. Um, Riley reveals a new uh, joke book. We've already gone over that bit. Um, yeah, she explains that she she wants to leave and and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I think I I went to copy and paste some of my notes, but left them in the in the press place they were before. Um, yeah, this this photo booth bit is is really really nice. Uh, it's I, I like the interaction of this in 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 the game as well. Um, there's actually a bit within the game where um, they they finish doing the photos. I, I think it comes up with like, do you want to print or do you want to share them to Facebook? Um, and they're like, what the hell? What's like, what's this this Facebook thing? <laughs> which is which is really cool because obviously they they have no idea what that is. Um, yeah. And I think they you I think you get the options, but you can click on that and it says like oh you can't log in or whatever something like that because of of reasons. Um, but yeah, in the in the game you can also because they obviously do different poses. And I think when the, like the countdown timer is coming up, you can press like different buttons to change the different poses. Um, but yeah, this was this was like really really accurate to what the what the games were even even down to some of the same same poses. Uh, I saw I saw a few. Um, photos a few weeks ago when this episode was coming up of like um the two of them in the updated version of the game and then a side-by-side screenshot of um storm here with uh with, with bella playing the playing the roles and uh yeah it's done it's done really really well again another little moment of happiness but it's uh again fairly brief um any thoughts on this nice little photo booth part no, I mean, again, I, I can see how that will play out in the game. You know, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, but, yes, yeah, very sweet little scenes. And you are sort of seeing them getting very close. And, and yeah, the, the messing around in that photo booth. I thought that was lovely. Mm. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of times where, like, one of them goes to shift in their seat and, like, bumps into the other one. And there's, like, some, yeah. some cute kind of awkwardness there. So that was cool. Uh, moving on to the next surprise, um, it's an arcade arcade shop. Um, Ellie is absolutely in awe of the place, both from I imagine how well it's lit and you know the fact that it's an arcade place and that sort of thing. Um, after after discovering the games, uh, Riley cheekily reveals that she did uh, she did have some some coins for it. She busted open a machine or something for the actual arcades. They play Mortal Kombat 2 together. Uh, while this is happening, the camera pans into the distance to reveal a stalker waking up um i thought that was really really cool to see um you do come across that a couple of times in the game as well um mainly when you're playing as as joel you'll be in like one of the more desolated sort of areas and there'll be like an infected on the wall and sometimes it will jump out and sometimes it won't so it's uh um most players just kind of shoot it before you get over to it uh, to avoid being sort of jumped and having to mash a square button but that was uh that was kind of cool. There's some interesting differences here. Um, you, you still got the ultimate same end of the episode, but some interesting differences with the infected, which I will mention when we get to that. Um, 
there's a really cool little Easter egg in the game, um, in this arcade shop. Uh, are you familiar with Jack and Daxter? You've heard of it, I would, yes. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so they did Naughty Dog, who's the same developers of of um, the, the four series they're known for, which is Crash Bandicoot, at least the, the original games, um, Jack and Daxter, Uncharted, obviously, and, and Last of Us. They, they've made games before that, but that, those are just sort of the four that they're known for. So they made Jack and Dexter 1, 2, and 3. And then they made something called Jack X, which was this racing game. I've only played, like, very, very little of it. And there's an Easter egg in the game. Um, as you're, as Ellie's navigating this uh, arcade shop, and you can go to, like, sit on it, and it's this car kind of seat thing with Jack X on the side. So that, that's kind of a... So it's like a little nod to their uh, their, their racing game, which is, which is kind of cool. I mean, when people think of racing games and Naughty Dog, they think of Crash Team Racing most of the time and not 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 really many people talk about jack x but it was a it was a decent game um interesting approach here that they took which was because obviously again in the game as ellie you can just walk around this place as much as you want and you can sort of like look at whatever you want uh they chose chose more to focus on one kind of game here which is the mortal kombat 2 um which is ultimately i think how that scene plays out in the game because you you end up doing this kind of like interactive little um fight kind of kind of thing um one of the interesting differences there as well the machine you use in the game doesn't turn on and what riley ends up saying to ellie is okay close your eyes and like imagine you're doing this fighting and you get this cool kind of put together piece where um you get like these uh quick time event sort of button prompts with this they actually chose to have the whole i think it was pretty much every game here was was working wasn't it and they choose to actually like physically stop here and play the play the Mortal Kombat 2 game. So you still get the fighting game type of thing going on here, although it's Riley versus Ellie as opposed to because Riley basically helps Ellie to come up with like an imaginary imaginary scenario and says, "Hey, close your eyes and imagine this," and she's sort of like narrating something and you're hearing different sounds. So I thought that was a interesting kind of kind of change for uh, for the TV show. I found it funny as well because <laughs> money's like obviously a different functional thing within this world and they uh, when they're at the photo booth um ellie's like oh have you got five dollars and like riley happens to have it on her and then when they go to the arcade obviously you've got to use coins instead of notes and there's like loads of money apparently scattered on scattered on the floor here and then ellie, ellie's like oh i don't need n- not that rubbish or whatever she says so like, oh, i don't i don't need that nonsense and then she uh breaks over breaks open the uh coins machine so yeah lots lots of cool little little parts here. this is one of my more favorite parts of the episode i think so what do you think of the arcade part here yeah the ellie's again wonderment at getting into the arcade they Brilliant, established yeah. earlier as well that she has some experience with arcade machines because she talked about it with joel when they made that stop at that uh that sort of gas station earlier and they had an arcade mm. machine so they yeah. it, it's sort of a nice little setup and callback that you know we know that she loves playing these sort of video games and she has seen them before so the fact that you know they've gone to an arcade and it's just full of them and it's brightly lit and all that sort of stuff and again it shows the relationship between riley and ellie the fact that riley came back the day before just purely to jimmy open the like change thing like since an hour sort of jimmying that open so they had coins to play with um 
and them playing the Mortal Kombat and sort of going for the fatalities and, and sort of <laughs> gross each other out by like these ridiculous fatalities in that game. So I, I I just really liked this whole sequence. I thought it was wonderful. And, you know, again, another nice little bonding moment between the pair of them. Yeah, yeah, it was really lovely. So uh, the moment of happiness ends with the arcade after two goes. Ellie pulls herself back to reality and they have another disagreement. Ellie storms off, but not for long. She hears some screaming and assumes the worst. Returns to find Riley in a Halloween store and says she has yet more surprises for her. It's her cassette player. Uh, and some Halloween masks. Riley convinces Ellie to stand on top of the glass cabinet and dance with her. They kiss. Ellie awkwardly apologises and asks what they should do next. However, they are interrupted by a stalker. And we will talk about this stalker in a minute. Um, yeah, quite an iconic part of the game. This pretty much does happen beat for beat. Um, this is the... Cause I can't remember when the brick throwing happens. That's like way earlier in the in in the DLC stuff. But this was right around when the water fight usually happens. Because I think you end up doing the water fight with the masks on. Um, and there's a bit in the game um, where you get in the Halloween store, and there's like loads and loads of stuff that you can sort of interact with and trigger and all that kind of thing. Um, and you can actually walk around and swap to different masks. I think you get a trophy for doing that or something. There's like a witch mask or something that you can <laughs> you put on and you get a trophy for it. Um, so that's quite cool. So uh, yeah, I liked seeing the the Halloween store. That was that was kind of a nice piece. Um, so that was that was kind of cool. Because um, yeah, the, the only real kind of difference here is instead of instead of going straight from Halloween to dancing, they do a quick little water fight and then they play. Riley starts the music and then they they do the dancing from there. So um, that's kind of a interesting. Um, yeah, nice little moments between the two of them here. Ellie's like awkwardness coming through i thought was was kind of sweet um but of course again moments of happiness again being interrupted by the the reality of the uh of the situation um i don't remember specifically ellie storming off in in the game and i was like where is uh where is she going um maybe i'm wrong about that maybe i'm misremembering that part but yeah she sort of storms off and i'm like oh we're gonna do something like really different here or is Riley going to catch up to her and you have a different scene in a different place um but no she comes back very very quickly doesn't she so mm-hmm. there's there's a little moment as well I think when you know those double doors that Ellie walks through she kind of walks through them and she's in like this like corridor thing I almost felt like there was this little moment where she because she saw she storms through the door she and then she stops I wonder if she the reading I got was her thinking to herself okay where am I going to kind of go yeah because okay she could make her way back to this group but it's like really really late she knows how dangerous it is in this world and i think she kind of realizes okay the better option for me here is just to go back to riley that's that's what i got from from that anyway uh what did you think of this here yeah i thought this section is is really quite nice as well um you're talking about the fact that in the game they use water pistols she does make a reference to it. Ellie actually says, um, because you know she's saying, "Got another surprise for you," uh, and I think it's before she gives her the mask or tells her to put the mask on. Ellie makes some reference to, "Is it a water pistol?" Um, oh. Is one of the lines she does actually. So she does reference it hmm. in the show, but I, I'm guessing they decided to cut the scene for length rather than actually doing it because i mean 
yes, it sort of would have been a fun, entertaining little scene, I guess. But equally, Rayleigh's got a proper gun as well at this point. So I don't know. It, mm. uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can sort of see why maybe they cut that out. But she does actually make a reference to the fact that, you know, to whether she's going to get a water pistol. Um, yeah, I thought she was going to take them out of her bag. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, there's another sweet little thing, you know, she's kind of, she's stolen the, the Walkman and she turns the music on and they're dancing and they're wearing the heads and yeah, it's all all fun and games. And uh, yeah, I, I, I thought this was quite a sweet little scene. Yeah, definitely. Uh, however, they're interrupted by a stalker. Uh, the stalker approaches and attacks the two of them after commotion and fighting. They kill the stalker, however, they're both bitten, Ellie on her arm and Riley on her hand. I think which is the exact same spots as where they're bitten on the game, um, particularly Riley. Uh, they sit down next to each other and contemplate what to do. Uh, Ellie come, uh, Riley comes up with three options but doesn't actually reveal the third. She says either both shoot themselves. Um, with Riley, she, she immediately says she hates it. Or be all poetic and see what happens. She attempts to reveal a third option but sort of doesn't which i think is exactly what she does in the game as well um <clears throat> yeah it's it's that's kind of the harsh nature of this world one, one, one moment you're dancing on you know this cabinet with your friend and you're, you're having a really good time and then what a minute later if maybe two minutes later you're contemplating like how to go about being infected um what's yeah. interesting here and in the game as well they never because it they make it quite clear i think yeah, okay riley does die here but they don't show what happens um it's very interesting that because i i think what happened here is it, either riley did turn and ellie took care of her or she um took care of herself or whatever the case i think here it's a case where ellie just <clears throat> waits to see what happens to her and then as we know time just keeps going and going and i think by the time they meet tess um, cause Tess in second episode, Tess says like, oh, it's been three weeks or something. Um, so there actually isn't that much time between when this happens and when, when, uh, when Tess is in the episodes. But, uh, yeah, it's a good thing that Ellie did. She just, I guess she just waited and waited and nothing, just nothing happened. The blood dried, the, the wound kind of dried and she was just, she was just fine because obviously she's immune here. So, um, but yes, it's curious and kind of ambiguous as to, okay, Riley probably did die, but what specifically kind of kind of happened to her? Because mm. um, the scene, both scenes, whether it's here and in the game, do cut off at this same particular point. Uh, one interesting difference as well here, in so in the show, it's just one of them, and this one stalker um, manages to kind of get to get to both of them, but they do take care of it. There's this whole kind of like set piece in the game where um, uh, there's like loads of infected and you do this whole running section you end up in this like construction part of this mall i can't remember exactly where you go but you end up in this sort of construction site and uh i think they end up running to a point where the um because it's a bunch of clickers and and, and runners and infect just like infected i think you end up climbing to a part where they can't reach which is possible because although they can run and climb and stuff they can't jump um mm -hmm. So I think you end up climbing over this like construction part and then you sit down next to something. Uh, so it's very, very similar, but 
it's a group of them instead of just one here. Um, but again, in the show, it's got again, it's got this. Even though the game is very gritty, gritty and grounded and realistic, there's a more real feel to what's happening here. And I don't know about you, but when I see these the, the infected on the show here, they've got this kind of real weight to them, as like they they feel sort of almost more dangerous and more deadly than than what they were in the game. Um, and it's, it's, it's like the way that they, they look, the way they're walking around and kind of, I know that like the, with, with the way they're walking around, there's kind of this weight to it and this sort of like, I don't know, more, more impact to it, if, if that makes sense. So mm. when, when this one stalker, yeah, I know it's only one of them comes up to them. It did feel like, okay, this is a really, really big deal as opposed to the feeling the need for a horde here. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's an interesting, like, slight sort of difference to to the game that I, I actually think do works quite well for for the show. Because you could look at this and think, "Oh, how did you get overpowered by this one?" But it felt like a real presence and a real kind of threat. Um, I don't know if it's because like they're a bit younger here or whatever the case may be. Um, but it, 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 I think this actually, this is one of the changes I think sort of worked for the show here. Uh, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, a, a stalker is going to be. A fairly major threat. I mean, although Riley is armed with a gun, uh, though she gets disarmed fairly early in that fight, and, you know, um, Ellie has her knife with her, it's still essentially a fully grown man that is attacking them. Yeah, the body of it, yeah. And it's also a fully grown man who, unless you actually get it in the head with one or two shots it's going to keep coming because they can shoot it in the body and it's not really going to do it, make any difference. So, um, I mean, it is definitely a, quite a major threat and it's, it, it got them unexpectedly. They're inexperienced. They have some training, but not a whole lot. So it is a threat to them. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Um, and it is interesting as well, the, the point that you say that, you know, you don't actually see the transition from, you know, how Ellie gets from this point to end up being with Marlene and the fly- Fireflies. I mean, one assumes that they got checked in on and hmm. they got taken away and maybe separated and Riley turned and Ellie didn't. I mean, I, I, I would that that would be my assumption is they either decided to go to the Fireflies because you know you either hang around in the mall, that's one option, until you both turn, or Riley didn't check in when she was supposed to because she was supposed to be leaving the next day. Somebody came looking for it, realized they'd both been bitten. They took them somewhere and separated them. And, hmm. you know, at that point, or, you know, it was a couple of days and and Riley had turned an Ellie hand. And that's when they took Ellie. They maybe put Riley down and took Ellie in. So, I mean, yes, we're assuming Riley must be dead because it would be very weird to find out that, that Riley's immune as well i mean that seems highly unlikely yeah that wouldn't that wouldn't really work so so um, so riley's obviously dead at that point so uh but we what we don't know is exactly how i mean we we've got some idea of of how you can sort of see there are 
possibilities of how Ellie then ended up with the Fireflies because, you know, she was with a Firefly when she got infected. That Firefly was due somewhere and obviously didn't show up. So um, mm. either they went there voluntarily or somebody came looking for them. And I do wonder if maybe they hung out in the mall, somebody turned up looking for them and either Riley got put down or she'd already turned at that point and Ellie had to do it. But, you know, um, yeah. 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 So it's an interesting little bit of the story that's that's still a little ambiguous, but we, we get the idea anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think it works. So um interesting in terms of the, the way they attack this uh they do actually kill this stalker because Riley does shoot it and then Ellie does stab it. And I think in the game if you do shoot and it, I don't think it quite works sometimes for clickers. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does because clickers are more difficult to deal with. But with runners and with stalkers, if you do shoot them a couple of times, you can sort of like quote unquote stun them and then you'll get like a strike option with square and you can stab them and kill it in the same way that Ellie did. So that actually does work that way. If it was a case where Riley did shoot this infected and Ellie did stab it, it does actually work that way, which is which is kind of cool. So just with clickers, you can't really... Uh, you've got to be very, very careful with clickers because you can't melee attack them in the game because they will kill you straight away. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting with the different different infected. Um, so there we go. Uh, and then last little piece we have back with Ellie and... Sorry, Joel and Ellie in the present. She's still trying to help him. Joel is a little bit more awake and responsive. The episode ends with Ellie starting to manage to sew his wounds. Uh, it's a very short scene, very quick scene. But that's the end part of the episode. I think it's just a kind of like, hey, we, we've done this left behind bit of the story. Let's get back to the present and see what's, uh, what's up with Joel. And uh, we're going to gonna continue from there. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, again, don't think it's a spoiler. I think you're going to see, um, yeah, Ellie on her own a little bit in the next episode. Because we've only got two left, two episodes left. And I can see how they can definitely put the rest of the story into these two. Interesting time thing as well. Because um, they revealed, I think, last week <clears throat> with these last three episodes, 7, 8 and 9. So th- this was an hour or 55 minutes. Next one's an hour. The finale is apparently only 46 or 43 minutes long. So um, that's kind of interesting. But mm. I can kind of see a bit how you might be able to be able to, to, to do that. Um, as long as they end up getting to, as long as they tell the story well and they get to the point they need to get to, which obviously I know those different points. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, there seems to be, it's interesting because yesterday, which would be for, uh, Wednesday, um, there was some information that came out about like Mandalorian's first episode of season three, which is like 35 minutes. And there was a bunch of people kind of saying like, oh, it's too long. You're cutting it down and Disney's doing this, that, and the whatever else. And as I've always said loads of times, you don't necessarily need, like, the quality of an episode is not determined by the length of it. I've seen some really great, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, look at all the, you know, the, those sort of like multi-cam sitcoms that we've got and stuff. They only need like 23 minutes or so to tell their stories. I've seen things like, you know, Fleabag, those types of shows, um, things like Afterlife, they're only half an hour. They're able to tell an incredible story in that time. Um there seems to be this perception of like, oh, every episode of all these big shows, you know, like a Mandalorian, like a Last of Us or Game of Thrones or whatever, they have to be like 90 minutes each. But 
I don't think that that really applies. So there seemed to be some nerves about, oh, the finale is only 45 minutes and um, is it going to be enough and this kind of stuff. But I, I think that's I think that's fine. So um, anyway, what do you think of this last little scene here? Well, yeah, as I said before, I like the fact that they are they are bookending it with yeah. the Joel and Ellie stuff, and um, th- there is a reason for doing that because it's you've just seen that you know Ellie has been left on her own, people have died around her, um, and you've seen her lose her best friend, and at this point, Joel kind of is her best friend, so mm-hmm. he, she's determined not to let him die, and. You know, and so it sort of makes sense for the context of the episode to put this in here. Um, and on the episode length, if if they'd gone and said, we need this last episode to be two hours, HBO would have said, OK, make it two hours, you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't seem to have had an issue throughout the entire run of them making the episode lengths, whatever the hell they want in this particular case. So, you know, OK, they might not have let them do it for two hours, but they might have, you know, if they if they could work the budget out for it to allow them to shoot it for as long as they want, they would have shot it for as long as they want. So I very much trust Craig and Neil that oh, yeah. they, yeah. they, you know, with how outstandingly well they've done with this show, they've made the episode as long as they felt they needed to make it. And if it needed to be 10 minutes longer, 20 minutes longer, they would have made 10 or 20 minutes longer. So I, I very much doubt that it's not going to be a satisfying conclusion, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, in the episode length, that, that doesn't really concern me. And you're quite right. I mean, you know, half hour shows can have emotional gut punches and and you know great stories as much as hour long shows can be boring and uninteresting and i mean you know there are some episodes of the walking dead which were could have stood to lose half an hour out of them you know so there are there are different things either way just because an episode is shorter doesn't mean it's going to be any worse if the episode's well written tightly written then you know it's got the story it needs to that's absolutely fine mm-hmm. there we go uh all right that's it for the episode let's get into a bit of feedback here if you'd like to send in your thoughts feelings questions comments whatever you've got uh matthew at entertainment talk.org twitter etalk uk is a contact page information in your show notes email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes as well jack says uh, does everyone die in this story uh, I get that it is meant to be a brutal story, but wow, it's quite something. Was glad to see Maria and Tommy survive, though. Of course, that was from the previous episode. Yeah, I remember I kind of commented on this a little bit last week. Of I wondered from, like, I don't know if Jack has played the games on those about them or, or whatever, but um, if your TV audience would start to think, oh, uh, Sarah's dead, then Tessa's dead, then Bill and Frank are dead, now Sam and Henry are dead, <laughs> like, you keep going through going through the story um and it was even from my perspective it was kind of nice to get to the tommy episode and know that him and marie or maria uh are gonna make it through it was it was nice from from that point so but you know it's kind of what these stories are are like a lot of people die in these stories and that's just kind of the way that they are um but the important thing is that joel and ellie survive to the points that they need to so um what do you think of how the, how the show's kind of handled that so far i suppose 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, as I said, I think even in the preview of this, you look at the cast list for this and there are only actually two regular cast members, which mm. are, are uh, Pedro and Bella, uh, you know, Joel and Ellie. Those are the only regular cast on the show. So everybody else is fair game. Mm. <laughs> They're the only two in every episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah are. if Joel is still in this episode, so... Yeah, they they are. They're the only two that are in absolutely every episode and are listed as regular cast. Everybody else is. There's not even other supporting cast. I think everybody else is listed as guest cast. So, mm. yeah, I mean, the, the, it was clear from the beginning that this was going to be a high body count show, pretty much. Um, mm. uh, and the story that you are following is the story, certainly for this first season of Joel and Ellie, and. Yeah, that they were going to be the only characters that were probably going to be safe until the final episode. So, yeah. Um, mm. I, I mean, I, yes, that was always going to be the case. Because anybody else that shows up, there is a fair chance that they may die. So, yeah. One of the differences, I suppose, with this show as well, when you look at something like House of Dragon, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, you've got an ensemble cast of, what, 20-ish characters? So even though a lot of people die in those shows, uh, more so with, like, Game of Thrones and, and whatnot, um, it's like, oh, these big characters die, but we still have these 10, like, Stark characters or Lannisters or, you know, whatever. You still have, like, the, the main, yeah. main people. Whereas in this, it's, I guess, more noticeable because you don't have a cast of 20 characters and you're only focusing on two as opposed to... I mean, even with, with, with soaps, right? Like, um, Hollyoaks, EastEnders, that type of stuff. And you've got, like, even more characters in those. And, yeah, you, you, you kill one or two off. One or two have, like, a taxi exit. Then you get a new family of, like, five characters. So even though even still in those stories people die and people leave and you know walk off and whatever obviously that's a bit different to those other shows but you have a bigger ensemble cast whereas with this this is different to that as opposed to like because i'm thinking of some some of the other really big shows with that sort of week to week oh who's gonna die type of thing so it's an interesting difference uh better right sinner says we have seen some sad moments already with six episodes in what do you think is the saddest moment of the story personally even though sarah is very quick i'll go with that one um it still amazes me like even now um with because what's it sarah i mean it's different with sarah because um Obviously, in the game, you, you can wait in that house for an hour or as long as you want to. The game doesn't make you press forward. Obviously, with the show, I mean, you can pause it and, you know, have the scene paused for an hour. You know, spend more time with Sarah that way, I suppose. But um, with Sarah in the game, it was like 20 minutes. And in the show, it was, what, 30? There was like that extra little 10 minutes of like the things with the neighbor and all that. It still amazes me, both from the, the show's perspective and from the game's you spend less than an hour with Sarah and the whole story and how impact. And I get this because of Joel as well. And obviously because Tommy's there and there's, there's more to it than that. But um, in certain characters with, cause in certain stories with the time length that Sarah's in there, that's usually like a death for a red shirt character, like a, like a captain, let's say like Star Trek or something, right? Like the captain will meet a new person from a ship or something and maybe they get attacked within 15 minutes and that red shirt character's dead. And that character means 
obviously with Star Trek, the red shirts are a bit more deliberate and that sort of thing. Um, but you don't get attached to those characters at all. Whereas with Sarah here, you spend half an hour at the most, let's say, with, with Sarah and she's gone. But it's like completely and utterly devastating. And the work that's put into that character, I think, is is astounding, whether it's from the show or from the from the game. And regardless of like which version you play or whatever, I think it's I only think it's incredible. Uh, what's the saddest moment of the story? Um, there's some big stuff that I can't really talk about from from part two. Obviously, I'm not going to spoil any of that. Um, so I'll, I'll go with because you've asked for uh, the saddest moment of the whole story, and I can't really tell you that stuff. If I was to pick from these, let's say these seven episodes, um, gosh, I do think it's quite sad that, um, because how old Sarah's supposed to be? Like the same age roughly as what Ellie is now, like 13, 14, 15, roughly? Because that's roughly how old Riley is, right? I think Mm -hmm. she says, I think she says in the episode at some point, um, but something, something before I turn 17. Um, yes. Which meant to me that she was maybe 16. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got like three, uh, and obviously Ellie is supposed to be 14 or whatever. So you've got three like young teenage, uh, female character, girls, female characters in this story. Obviously one of them doesn't die, which is Ellie. Um, yeah, it, I, I, I think we've, so you go from that age, right? But then you go back even younger with Sam. Cause I, I don't remember his age being mentioned in the game, but in the show they do say that he's eight. Mm-hmm. And just what happens there and like the, the scene there with Ellie of like, oh, I'm going to try to, it might not work. I can't really tell you that, but I'm going to try and fix you with my medicine, which is kind of how you would. And it, it's, it's the manner of how she's talking to Sam in that scene and yeah. trying to help him. And Sam is like, he has that line about all oh, monsters and do we turn into them? I think that's pretty tragic. Um, and I think that does make it worse because like he's grown up enough to understand certain things, but not like everything but he's eight years old. Like, I think that's really... But I don't know. I, I can't really pick just one moment because a lot of this is, is quite sad. And the, the thing with the Bill, uh, the thing with Bill and Frank that happens is, like, well, a yeah. bit different in the game, so I can't really can't really pick that moment. Um, I'd maybe... Either the Sam or the Ellie or, or the Sarah moment, I can't really pick between the two of them. How about you? Yeah, I, I'm... I mean, just basing it on the TV show... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'd probably go with 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 Sam um, for for similar reasons. Um, although I mean the the Frank and Bill stuff. This, I mean that that whole arc is is beautiful and sort of tragic, but they at least got to live a life together. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I think. Mean, Partly what makes that so tragic is the thing that brings him down at the end isn't being infected. It's something that even in today's world, you know, had they got medicine, probably would have killed him anyway. You know, so, I, I mean, that that whole arc is, is just... It's it's horribly tragic and and so beautifully told. So, but then you put that up against just this this horrible sort of situation of 
this the, you know the, the older brother trying to look after the younger brother and and i mean their story is just complete tragedy throughout he you know he's he's on the run for turning somebody in um but the only reason he did that was because he's trying to get medication for his brother and then when they try to escape his brother gets you know bitten um and he has to shoot him and then he shoots himself and it's just i mean the, i i think collectively the story of those two brothers is probably the, the most heartbreaking thing and then when and just when ellie realizes that he's been hit and then she sort of has this desperate attempt of sort of you know not really understanding how medicine works but thinking you know maybe if i rub my blood on the wound it'll, it it will stop it and I, it's that is just so tragic and so sad and you know sarah is that that death is is awfully sad as well but the circumstance is very different it's they they don't entirely know what's going on it's very early on and and um you know everybody's scared and everybody's terrified and she gets killed and i mean it's horrible it's tragic but i think there's there's just if you're looking for an edge on it i think the most tragic death i think you're right he's probably sam and his brother and and that just that whole arc is mm. is it's unbelievably sad yeah so i see what you mean by the bill and frank stuff but that was more kind of they weren't tragically suddenly taken that was more kind of like this beautiful story of yeah um, yeah it's... okay this unfortunate thing happened to this guy and his husband has agreed to join him if you want to yeah. put it that way yeah it's, so. it is a sort of completed arc that and there is a sort of yes it's tragic but it, there is a we lived a life together and mm. Mm. um I, I mean it's stunningly acted and it's it's this sort of beautiful tragedy um but they got to live this life together they got to go out in a way that they both wanted to you know they mm. they weren't sort of you know tragically i mean yes their life his life was cut short but there was decisions to end when they did whereas you know sam has his potentially had his whole life together they're thrown into a situation that they didn't ask to be in and um he ends up dying for it and the older brother kills him and then kills himself it's just that i think is 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 just horrifying and and heartbreaking I mean, yes, the death of Sarah I, it was was incredibly tragic as well. Um, but I, I think Sam's death beats that, certainly. Okay. Okay. Uh, Carly says, uh, I think this email will make it in time for 107. Left behind, here we are. Uh, assuming it does, do you think that the episode gets review bombed like 3 did? Probably. Um, I would not be surprised. And if you go through once, because once all nine episodes come out, I think it'll be pretty obvious that if you look at one through nine and um, seven, seven, seven of the episodes have got like nines or tens out of tens. And then the, the two with the the queer things in them. Um, so which would be seven and, and uh, what was it? Three. Yeah, seven and three. Um, would be I don't I mean I don't know what those ratings are sitting at now. It's been it's been weeks since then, but 
probably I, I wouldn't be surprised um it isn't something that sort of gets me down it's just you know the, the way that people unfortunately are um yes but uh it because what one one of the things i started kind of doing is when, when you see online comments about like oh kids shouldn't watch this episode and all this kind of stuff i i have to just laugh at that because yeah. I, that that's just genuinely funny and i'm i'm almost preparing myself on what to be monday i i, I guess to see comments like in the morning or something of saying like, Hey, don't show this one to your kids or, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, it, all right, <laughs> sure. Um, you know, <laughs> but, but not for the same reasons that we think, because obviously they've got their, 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 their different ideas about things. Um, but if, if I, you know, on the, on the Monday or whatever, see, okay, this episode's got a, a four or a six out of 10. We'll know, we'll know why we'll know why. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't need to to explain any of it. I mean, it's the same thing. This, this is this specific episode. Um, is quite comparable to what happened with Lightyear. Now, whether you liked Lightyear or thought it was necessary to Toy Story or you know, whatever, obviously that's opinion. That's a, you know, up to everybody's interpretation. But um, obviously, unfortunately, didn't do that well at the box office and all that kind of stuff. But the reason wasn't because it has a two second kiss scene. Um, you know, you've got like what? What is it? An hour, hour fifty, hour forty-five minute film there about you know this Buzz Lightyear character, and there's a one of the quickest kiss scenes I've ever seen in my life, and that was what like some people decide to lean on. Um, again, I think this will potentially happen with the with the episode. You know, you have like an hour's worth of a really good story here, um, and some people are unfortunately going to focus on the kiss scene in the episode, so. It will be what it will be. Um, I it won't change like the creative side or whatever of the show. They're just going to keep telling the story that they tell, and that's good. Um, but it it will be what it's what it's going to be. Um, some people you can debate these issues with, or well, not really issues, but some people you can have a discussion about this stuff, and some people you can't. Some people you just got to leave them alone to see the world as they see it. Uh, what do you think is potentially going to happen on what when this episode comes out? There's seriously people that are posting don't let your kids watch this. I mean, I, 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 any kid that is watching this, that is, I, I mean, first of all, a kid should not be watching this show anyway. Because I mean, you've got, I mean, they're okay with sort of guns, people being stabbed in the head, scary monsters, but two people falling in love and kissing. Oh no, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> it just uh, it makes absolute zero sense to me. People that go on review bomb things because of stuff like that is uh, just get a life, really. I mean, Christ. Um, so yeah, I mean, it may get review bombed because there are idiots out there, but uh, it, the, yeah, it's, seriously, find a better hobby. If that's what if that's what you spend your time doing is going ranting on the internet about like you know scenes in TV shows like that it's just yeah whatever find mm. something else to do. Yeah, so it'll be what it will be. Um, last email is from Abed. Uh, it says I don't know anything about the game. Could you explain a few of the mechanics and what the game is like? He's also got another comment, but I'll read that out in a minute. Um, yeah, so it's developed by Naughty Dog. Um, it is a third person action adventure with light rpg elements there are things that you can upgrade but it's not like the witcher or something where you're applying like poison to your sword right it's, it's not that sort of game and it's not like you know the harry potter stuff where you're uh i don't know 
improving your Ignisio spell or, you know, it's not that type of thing. You kind of get sort of, hey, move quieter when you are in stealth or increase your health or kind of, um, there's like a workbench system as well. Uh, you can go over to there and sort of, okay, improve the recoil on your pistol or put a scope on your sniper and, you know, that that, that sort of thing. So those are kind of some of the mechanics. Um, it's become a bit of a staple for Sony. So some people think for, for worse, but I think for it's just part of their identity because in terms of like, okay, the, the over-the-shoulder third-person camera view, a lot of PlayStation games are like that now. I mean, if you look at Days Gone, Uncharted, Last of Us, Horizon, God of War... Uh, Spider-Man, they do all have that, but it's become, I I think it's, instead of it just being what's been described as sort of samey, it's become part of PlayStation's sort of identity, almost, and they're really, regardless of like the different studios, they're all very good at doing it, whether it's, you know, Guerrilla with Horizon or Santa Monica with God of War or whatever, um, it's just sort of part of their identity, so, um, but no, it's a, it's, similar to yeah you know, the, the uncharted sort of camera the third person thing you play as joel um there's slightly different sort of ways of doing things between the different versions but that's pretty much the basis of it um when you aim you get a reticle to aim with that type of stuff unlike with call of duty when you're obviously you're in first person and you get the guns sights um i've wondered a couple of times what, what would the last of us be like sort of in first person or even in in vr that would be a an interesting experience i suppose um but i don't know if i need to explain any other sort of mechanics but that's sort of the basis <laughs> of what it is is a third person action game basically um with sort of light upgrade mechanics of sorts and uh you run around you shoot stuff you interact with things and you have cutscenes. that's sort of the basis of describing that um do you have anything to add on that front at all? No, I mean, I yeah, I, it's I, I I like it as a third person game. I I tend to prefer third person games to to first person, um, given the choice. I, that's how mm-hmm. I generally tend to play. It it does depend on exactly what the game is, but certainly for those story driven things, it's kind of you know I I prefer that kind of setup for it quite a lot and i i love those sort of you know those those things which are story driven i mean i like big rpgs but i and you know last of us is a nice balance between sort of full-blown rpg and you know a solid story driven thing that hasn't got a million side quests you know i love the witcher but um you know you have a main plot and then get distracted by 20 million side quests <laughs> you know so um i i like things that you know like this and uncharted which is a different sort of game but um the mechanics are fairly similar and yeah, the, similar sort of format. the the plotting is a similar format in that it is you know it is a, a linear plot with a little bit of sort of you know you can wander around the environments but essentially you you know you are they are telling their own story and you do not deviate from that story mm-hmm. so um yeah i mean I, I really like those sort of games if they're well written and well put together and Naughty Dog do that really really well so definitely yeah um yeah there's other there's like it's a linear game there's different sort of like areas and doors that you can kind of explore but it's not you know this big open, yeah. overblown like open world um the second game is a little bit more open but it's 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 still got a linear path but you'll have like it linear areas that are bigger but not open world there's a particular part in uh, seattle in in the second game which you can explore like loads of stuff but again you can choose to like 
if you want to just ignore all of that and just press forward with the story um but i i would advise like okay if you are if you are playing this game you do probably need to look around for for just stuff whether it's health packs or bullets and whatever so because uh it's better to have more than that than, than none of it so uh that's sort of the basis of that and then also put um about liverpool here did you see uh any of the five two goals did you did you see any of those at all no <laughs> um yeah it was a it was it was pretty not just from the scoreline but the manner of how the goals are scored were just wow it's uh some games really kind of stand out like that. I'd, I'd i'd recommend you go and uh go and watch those Liverpool went 2-0 up in 15 minutes and then Real Madrid just took took control completely took control um a couple of really wild like goalkeeper mistakes and stuff it was it was crazy to watch so uh that was that was great as well um but yeah that's what we got for this week for the last of us uh two more episodes it's yeah it's interesting we get to episode you know two and three and we get to sort of edge towards the middle point and now we've got two left it uh it starts to fly by at some point so um, I was trying to think as well yesterday, because we're recording these a bit earlier, what we'll do for feedback about the finale. And given that the finale is going to have a big moment at the end, I don't think that's any sort of spoilery thing to say. It will have the, the conclusion to the first part of the game. Um, depending on how much feedback and stuff we could get, maybe not that week, but maybe the week after or something close to that. Uh, if we do maybe if, like a we'll do our earlier review for the episode that the finale episode then maybe we could do some sort of like not season wrap up but just catching up with feedback for the yeah for the finale we could we could maybe do something like that because i wouldn't want to leave because those are going to be some like big talking points and i wouldn't want to leave that for like hey we're back for season two preview it's been two years oh yeah let's talk about the finale from, from two <laughs> yeah, years yeah, ago yeah. so uh we'll see how all that goes how everything sort of runs and and goes and everything so anyway uh that's it for this week's episode thank you all very much for uh for listening I'll be back next week with the with the next one. We've got eight and nine, um, so we have, we have an hour and forty five minutes left of this uh, story. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, games, films, main night podcast. Take a look out for all of those um, and all that stuff as well. You can also tell other people about what we do and where they can find it, either by just telling them or using social media. Uh, Patreon five dollar, ten dollar level tiers for the free podcast review options. Have a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio. Uh, David, that's run by you. What is going on over there? Uh, lots of um, renewals and um, air dates for UK shows as well. We've got uh, air dates for uh, Bluebirds, Bluebirds Seal Team. That's just announced an air date. There's a new uh, Kiefer Sutherland espionage thriller coming to Paramount+. Plus. We've got some information about that. Uh, there's a bunch of renewals from CBS there up on the website as well. Uh, ITV have renewed a number of things, so and they've given air dates out as well. So there's that sort of stuff up on Geek Town Radio 371 this week. Gray came on and actually been out and reviewed a film. He uh, went and saw Quantum Mania, so gives us his, his opinion on that. Uh, he's also been watching The Last of Us at my urging. Mm. And uh, yes, I wonder whether he was going to be the one dissenting voice in this. But uh, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's been watching The Last of Us. So you can, as, as somebody who isn't usually into this sort of thing, um, you can hear his opinion on that as well. Uh, we talk about Star Trek Picard, which returned for its third season, the new Apple show, Hello Tomorrow, as well, a whole bunch of other things um, on the show this week. So uh, that's Geek Town Radio 371. Um, yeah, and then the main website, you've got all the uh, 
TV air dates and stuff if you want to go and find and track when and never miss when a show is coming back. You can find all that sort of stuff on geektown.co.uk. Excellent. Um, did you see uh, the news about Mindhunter yesterday? Yes, uh, that's definitely not coming back for a third season, they've said. Yeah, yes. yeah, because they cannot afford it, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. One load of rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's Netflix. They're doing what they're doing. Um, in the meantime, you find Bex over on uh, Twitch, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, for chat, retro, game, and all sorts of fun streams. Me occasionally over on Twitch at eTalk UK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Place for all my different video game things. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.